Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, everybody, welcome into another edition of the Dad Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. And you can check it out iTunes and Spotify. Brought to you by the Man Salon, themansalon.net. That's how I look so beautiful. You can't see me, of course, on this podcast, but I promise you. I'm as beautiful as they tell you. Uh, Today is going to be a lot of fun. One of my good friends, Thomas Lee, is joining me. He is the grand poopa of the Sioux Falls Sports Authority, the executive director. He stole away my favorite producer I've ever had in my life in Jerry P., who's also graced these airwaves on the Dad Podcast. But we will not not, uh, fault him for that. We have plenty to get to. He is a, a father, a husband, and an avid fisherman, which we're going to hear some stories about in just a little bit. Thomas, welcome in, buddy. How are we doing today, man? Hey, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, doing really well. So are you nervous about this? Like, give me a level of nervousness about a podcast with me versus doing radio with me as you've done in the past. I know. I, I, kids have prepared me not to be nervous about much, honestly. If I can go home and 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 do diapers and vomit and play with kids and you know everything else that comes with with raising kids ages zero through eight uh i I can handle this as long as you're kind to me there might be some vomiting you might have to change my diaper i don't know what's gonna happen over the next 30 minutes so we'll have to now i'm nervous now i'm nervous (laughs) now we'll have to wait and see all right so lay out the family at home man what you working with yep so my wife and i have been married for 11 little over 11 years we have an eight-year-old, a six-and-a-half-year-old, and a three-and-a-half-year-old. Okay, boys so and girls, explain to everybody what you got. Yep, yep. so Sydney is our eight-year-old. She's our only girl, and then Maddox and Nixon. So Nixon is our six, and Maddox is our three. So uh, eight, six, and three, Sydney, Nixon, and Maddox. All right, so I'm going to get to all the kids' stuff in a second, but you brought up being married for 11 years. My wife and I got married in 2010 so we're coming up excuse me 2011 let me check that we're coming up on 12 years ourselves here um later this month what was the wedding like for you guys was it a big extravagant thing Uh, how did it all go down and would you have changed how you did the wedding 12 years later no i don't think so we did uh she's from council bluffs uh aka they call it we call it council tucky Uh, I'm from West, I'm from West Virginia, so I can say that. Um, But so we, we had our wedding in Council Bluffs. I don't know how many, you know, somewhere between 100 and 300, right? She would know the exact number. Let's just say 150. I I have no idea if that's right. Maybe 200. Um, And then we did our reception in Omaha right across from, I don't even know what the, the stadium's called, but where the World Series is played. Okay. Um, I, I would, I would elope if I did it all over again. Forget oh, everyone okay. coming to coming to see me get married. We actually had, in all honesty, we had a great wedding. We were in Nashville at the time, and I was able to trade out like half my wedding with radio advertising for the show I was doing. So my wedding was much less expensive than it probably oh, should have been. Great. Yeah, man, the hotels, the flowers, uh, our tuxes, uh, our our rehearsal dinner, all tra- traded out. Shout out to the Standard in in Nashville, still around, great place. But we uh. We like look back on it, you know, like some families will be like, we'll give you the money and you can do what you want with it. Or you can have the wedding. Uh, Some families are just hell bent on having a big wedding. We only had probably, I don't know, man, like at the wedding itself, probably like 50 people or so, just because it was a destination wedding for all our family because nobody lived around there. But if they would have told me I could do it all over again, I just take the money and elope, man. Yeah, that 
there's I, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, 150 people, I didn't know 100 of them. Or what I said, 200 <laughs> people. I, I didn't know anybody. So, like, all these people that I just recently met at, at my wife's family reunion, she's like, oh, you met them at the wedding. Well, that was 11 years ago, right? Like, I don't, I don't, it, it, it's just such a whirlwind. So, I don't think eloping's wrong. I, I liked our wedding. But, uh, yeah, you don't really have enough time to just truly embrace it. So, you just went to a family reunion? Kind of, sort of. Yeah, my family reunions on my dad's side, we we do week-long trips at the beach. They're really fun. Um, my wife's was a kind of a one-day picnic shelter type thing Yeah, uh, in Council Bluffs. Um, but yeah, Those I are a little a awkward sometimes, though, man. A little bit, a little bit. They're, they're yeah, like, you know, this one went fine and mine Good. go fine usually. But, but obviously, Good. you know, any family can have some tiffs that pop up here and there. And, and as long as you're not part of it, sometimes they're fun to sit back and watch. That's right, man. They can, as long as there's no Jerry Springer moments or like Donahue right. or any of those like great talk shows back in the day, you're good to go. Thomas Lee joining me here on the Dad Podcast, brought to you by the Man Salon. You grew up in West Virginia, right? Sure did. Yes, sir. Okay, so so how different is it raising your kids now in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, versus how a lot of kids, yourself included, were raised growing up in West Virginia? I don't know if it's a geography thing. I think it's a timing thing, right? It's the eighties versus now. I, I, I was born in 80. So like, I don't, I, I was at home by myself after 2 PM on a school day. Right. My mom didn't come home till I was like seven, nine. Right. right? Like we wouldn't do that now. So, um, you know, there's similarities to, to, you know, this isn't a small town, but to me, it, it does remind me of, of parts of West Virginia where I grew up in a town of only 16,000 people. Um, but yeah, honestly, to, to re reroute your question, I think it's a decade thing. Like we, I would never let my, my daughter wants to ride around the neighborhood without us and she's eight, right? Like I, I could have done it when I was five growing up, but, but now we just don't allow our kids to do that as, as often. You know, and it's interesting you say that too about Sioux Falls. Cause I live 20 minutes away from where your house is in Hartford and this year, Beckham's eight, and he's got one of those gizmo watches that he wears. So I can track. I see where he's at. Um, if I need to call him, I can. If I lived in Sioux Falls, and I grew up in Sioux Falls, and my mom uh, raised me on 44th Street in Marion, which is now you know a very busy intersection three blocks away from 41st and Marion. But I was the same way. Like I, At some point, I was at home, and I would go like stand on the corner and see if my mom was home yet at like 5 o'clock. Now I'd be fearful that my kid would get hit by a stray driver or something. Um, in Hartford, it's a little different because the town's only 3000 people. So like on our block that turns into a cul-de-sac around the corner, I don't worry about Beckham going out and stuff, but he's eight. My five-year-old Mauer wants to go follow his brother. I can't get on board with that yet. Like there's sure. something about maybe, maybe being able to ride a bike without falling over. That gives me more confidence in Beckham than Mauer. But yeah, man, I mean, it's few and far between. I think Hartford's an anomaly to most places in this country and Sioux Falls included, which I would consider to be one of the safest places you could find 250,000 people, right? Like I think Sioux Falls is, is very safe, especially in the neighborhood you live in and a lot of the places where I grew up, but yeah, man, it's like, even if it was back in the day, I think that in 1995, if I was raising myself, then I would have had no problem with me riding around in your neighborhood or wherever at that time. No, not at all. And, and even last night, right, we're lighting, we're lighting fireworks in our driveway. And in the 80s, we lit anything with a wick, right? <laughs> whether whether we had parent, parental approval or not, right. like it didn't matter. We just knew to get away. And, 
you know, we've got something as simple as like a Roman candle and, and the moms too in the neighborhood are saying, don't hold it, put it in the ground. And, you know, it's like, wait a second. So, so of course we all want to be safe, but it's just funny how, how times have changed probably, probably for the better, I think. Right. I, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to be helicopter parents, but um, man, it was, it was kind of the wild, wild west back then. No doubt. You know what I, as much as social media gets a lot of shit for being a disastrous place for people sometimes because you get a bunch of asses and everything else. Social media might've helped with the safety during fireworks. Cause like there's that viral video that goes all around where like the minivan blows up. And then there's that, that other one where the dude's in the wheelchair and he can't Terry. back up fast. Terry, Terry, it's a tradition every year. Dan Lebatard tweets it out. Terry, can't back, up, Terry. back up Terry. So I think, uh, I think some of that has allowed us to go, all right, man, because <laughs> we see other people having to deal with the shenanigans that, you know, you only used to hear about from the guy that lived down the street or whatever. Now we see, we see Terry can't back up the wheelchair. Thomas Lee with me here. What, and, and, and geography wise, not much different though, from the East coast to the Midwest. No, honestly, uh, people are great. I, I think people anywhere you go are, are mostly great. Once you get in that, that fishbowl, yeah. um, and, and you you get rid of any stereotypes. You know, I'm from West Virginia. I've got all my teeth, right? Like here, <laughs> thinking about how I grew up, you know, country roads and dirt roads. You know, it's not, you know, it's it, it's a lot like Sioux Falls, honestly. So, um, yeah, really, really kind of um, um, just feels like home. You know, both, both places truly feel like home. Thomas Lee with us, the Dad Podcast, brought to you by the Man Salon, iTunes, Spotify, like, subscribe. Appreciate everybody that listens. Um, one thing that is different about apparently West Virginia and South Dakota is the kind of fish that you guys catch out there versus here. And I know I've had you tell this story before, but not on this platform. And I want it like on those other shows that we did. I don't know if that stuff can be archived somewhere. This is going to live in history, right? Like if I need to tell somebody, you have to listen to this story. I know where to find the podcast. I have it downloaded. So why don't you take the people through? a fishing excursion you had out to family park where you ended up catching a fish that you did not know what it was. So I thought this was a dad podcast, you know, let's talk. Let's yeah, talk dads take it. their kids fishing, man. I th weren't right, you with so your kids? Weren't you with your kids? So I was not with my kids. I was solo on this one. This was at <laughs> legacy park. So, okay. so right near yeah. family park. Um, okay. but it's, it's a river Creek, right? Deep, deep enough, regardless to go fishing. And I, I had just moved here, maybe lived here a year or so. And, and in my life, I had never caught a northern pike. Not sure I'd ever seen it, right? Like, it's just not something. I'm, I'm sure they exist in West Virginia, but nothing I'd ever caught before. Um, so fishing what I thought would be for catfish or bass or something in this river, I, I caught something. I snagged it. It was a good bite. Took me a couple minutes to reel in. And it was this huge, long, eel-like looking fish, right? Like, like what in the world is this? So to get the hook out, like I've done a million times in my life with a bass or a bluegill, you, you stick your thumb in there and you get the hook out. Uh, no big deal. No, no regrets at that point until, okay. until I took my selfie. And I think I've even showed you the selfie with the thumb in it. Uh, no pain at that point. And then on release, a million teeth, like, like glass shards all along my thumb as if it didn't want to be let go. Right. It was like, it didn't hurt me until I was letting it go. Um, but, but as I put it back in the river, just scraped and raked across my thumb, 
uh, which I probably showed you the after pictures of that. Yes. Too, but I had no idea. In fact, I went to my truck after that and Googled what the hell lives in South Dakota. Like, what fish was that? Is that a, is that a native species? It can't be. Right. That's 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 the Amazon. That's not the Sioux River. Uh, so it was it was a cool experience. I've caught a ton of them since. I even have the things now, the metal tongs that you put in their mouth to, to dislodge. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So now yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm now I'm a pro at it. But uh, yeah, rookie mistake. Man, I, I can tell you that is one of my favorite stories that I've ever heard of someone. I mean, dude, like, first of all, I don't even put my my fingers anywhere near the mouth of a walleye. I know you're supposed to grab them under the gills and stuff, but, like, those teeth are a little sharp. They'll cut your hand or something. But, like, a northern pike looks like, like you said, something you'd catch in the Amazon, like a larger version of a piranha. And, I I mean, I, I can't imagine what that felt like. We're just glad you still have your thumb, man. Got it. Got it. <laughs> By the way, how's the fishing going? Have you been have you been out fishing a lot this summer? No, not a lot. Maybe a little bit in the spring, a little bit more early summer, but not, not in these hot summer months. Uh, I've been away for a little while this summer, and then um, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's been ninety degrees or whatever. We just haven't made it out there too much. Um, somebody somebody recently said um, there's a nice lake south of uh, Grand Falls Casino in Iowa. No it's idea. Suja or some, I don't know. I, it, it's know, a different dude. kind of name. Yeah, it's know. a different kind of name. But but I feel like I've fished a few lakes here, Covo and family and, and the, oh, yeah. in the river a little bit um, at Legacy Park. But I want to try something new, and, and he suggested to try that one. Another good one, too, for those that are listening locally, like they're off the shores of Wall Lake. You can catch walleye. You can catch bluegill. And it's always interesting because, like, my neighbors out in Harvard – I caught some walleyes out at Wall Lake, and then I'll go out there and I won't get a damn bite. So I don't yeah. know if that's true. If they're BSing me, they're messing with me. But uh, Wall Lake's a good one. We go to Twin Lakes a lot too. Um, I've taken you to Lake Vermilion, uh, but uh, yeah, man, I just uh, I, I only fish when Ted Takasaki lets me take his boat. So that's about the extent. No of kidding. My... That's that's the way to do it. You're spoiled now. <laughs> I am so spoiled at this point. Uh, Thomas Lee with us here, as he mentioned, has an eight year old daughter. Uh, a six-year-old boy, three-year-old boy. Uh, how different is it being a dad of a boy and a, a couple of boys and a girl versus like me? I just got three boys. It seems to be like the same MO for each of them. I know they're all different personalities. But how how, how often do you have to flip the switch in regards to how you parent them? I, I do it all the time. It's hard, right? Like you want to – yeah, you want to treat everybody equal, but if if my daughter does something wrong versus what the boys do wrong, I, I'm harder on the boys than my daughter. And and part of that is because she's sensitive and maybe her feelings get hurt a little too too easier than the than the boys or easier than the boys. But um, I don't know, maybe it's just that daddy daughter thing where I don't want to, you know, and not that I spank or anything like that, but I don't want to, I don't want to chastise her. But if it's a boy, like, it's almost like I see me as a boy, like, yeah. don't make the mistakes I made, yep. you idiot. Da, da, da. And so I'm harder on them and, and they can also respond to it better. Right. They don't, they don't sulk in their feelings as much. They, they're like, you know, on to the next thing. And then, then I'm yelling them, yelling them about, uh, about something else a minute later. Whereas she, if I get hard on her, she kind of sulks on that a little longer. And, and um, you know, so it's, it's just a fine line that, of course, we still parent both of them, but but they're different. How much do you, and, and I don't have to, my wife asked me about this because she's in a house with four dudes and she asks about things that they're going through, right? That like, she never, how much do you conversate with your wife about like, what what's she going through at six, seven, eight that I, or, or what the heck did my son just do? Like I told the story, 
I don't remember what show it was on I was doing, but my wife said this never would have happened with girls. But one day I bought a big package of the, the big marshmallows and um, they were eating marshmallows that day. Later that night, we're putting Griffey to bed. He says he has to go to the bathroom. So he runs out, goes to the bathroom quick, our youngest, comes back in and he, he says, mommy, I got something in my pants. We thought he had an accident, right? So Paige goes over there. She can change his pants thinking, you know, he pooped or peed in his pants. Come to find out, it was just a couple of big marshmallows in between his butt cheeks. <laughs> and, and my wife said, what happened, Griffey? <laughs> he says in his broken English because he's only three, Mama did it. Mama did it, which is his older brother, Mauer. Apparently, Mauer stuffed marshmallows in his pants. And they had been in there for hours on a hot summer day. So, oh like, my gosh. So, <laughs> so, like, that's something girls would never do to each other, right? Like, your daughter's never stuffing marshmallows down her brother's pants. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, how much do you work with your wife on, like, hey, how, how do I do with this and her with you? I, I, I don't think we're there yet, honestly. I think that'll come more towards the teenage years. Like, I'm not sure. asking her advice how to parent a girl, and she's not doing it with me as a boy. We're just – we kind of got our parenting styles, and, and we're sticking to it at this point. But the marshmallow thing that you just explained, like, you can't parent that. You can't plan for that. Like, you, <laughs> you could never wake up and have a million guesses what that would actually happen and, and guess correctly. So, um, gosh. it's We're like all flying by the seat of our pants, man, aren't we? Like, we all have these Truly, great like, ideas of parents. I remember, dude – I remember like 10 years ago doing ESPN radio. I'm like, something would come up where, you know, there's some parenting conversation of a kid and going, you know, getting recruited or what, whatever it is. I thought I had it all figured out, man. Until they're your kids. And then you're like, what the hell, man? I just need a seatbelt to get through the day. Truly. And, and yeah, I, I think we probably thought parents when we were kids had all the answers and then we get to be parents. And we're like, oh yeah, it's okay. Nobody knows. You know, we, we do our best and we're good at it. It's yeah, it's it's all just on instinct, right? Like you can read a ton of books. You can read three parenting books and all three have different philosophies that all kind of contradict each other. So, you know, my wife do my wife and I do talk about this. It's like she can read this and I can read this and somewhere in the middle we can. And it's just like, wait, a second, let's just do us. Right. If, if we're both good people, we're both tolerant and somewhat patient and loving, of course, let's just do that. Let's I, do that. Let's not do what, what some expert who maybe doesn't even have kids tells us to do. Let's do what we think is right. I think it's a great philosophy, man. Thomas Lee with us here. Father of three, husband to one. Uh, great dude. Executive director there at the Sioux Falls Sports Authority. All right, man. You ready to get to some rapid fire? Let's do it. All right. Rapid fire. Get brought to you by the Mansalon, themansalon.net. I don't get my hair cut every day, but when I do, I go to the Mansalon. Make sure to check out my Twitter at JTESPN. Give it away. Free haircuts for the ultimate man salon experience all the time. Um, all right, man. If dad is cooking dinner, what's the go-to item? Steak. Do your me, kids eat that? Steak. Do your kids eat it? What's that? Do your yeah, kids eat I, steak? All three of them. Oh, yep. wow. That's, that's good. All yeah, right. So fact, I, maybe the, I, I love steak. I love a lot of things, but maybe that's why it's my go-to is because I know it'll get eaten by everybody. That's great, man. My youngest two might, eat you know, it. They, they might, sorry, they might get the $8 steak and my wife and I get the $15 steak, right? Like they don't know the difference. You pour enough garlic salt on it. It's okay. Um, but, but they all eat it. So that's what I'm making. I got a $15 ribeye for my $14 ribeye that was on sale for like eight bucks the other day at hy V. So it was a great deal for me. And then I bought them the two for $4 sirloins wrapped in bacon and they had no clue that dad was eating no something clue. different. None at all. Yeah. All right. So I Googled 
uh, great movies for dad. And two of them, the ones that came up were Godfather and Scarface, which is a better movie. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I would go Scarface. I like, I like more of the action. You know, I've never seen either. I've never watched either one, Thomas. I could. Okay. Hold on. I, I don't, I like, they're fine, but like there's, they're old, right? Like, I just don't know if they hold up. I, I don't know. Yeah, they're they're fine. I'm glad I've seen both of them. But you're, there's also so many scenes in them where we're gonna be like, eh, it's it, we're past that. So maybe you're not missing anything. All right, uh, give me the level of swearing that goes on in your house. One being a church, ten being my mouth on a fishing boat. <laughs> oh, I, so, you're <laughs> one to ten. Where's the level of swearing that goes on in the Lee household? Listen, I know your household's probably at a twelve then because I I've, I've heard you and. <laughs> I've heard you and I, I don't know who it was, Mauer maybe, on a, on a golf course. Um, <laughs> holy smokes. That talk was Beckham, no okay? That was Beckham. <laughs> my God, talk about no filter. Um, uh, you know, my kids My kids will say, like, yeah, so we're if, if we're, we're at a two maybe. Okay, uh, wow. We're, we're not, wow, that's we're pretty not impressive, saying, man. That's pretty yeah, impressive. We're not, we're not saying the SH word or anything like that. The SH word, oh, my God. <laughs> No. If I just said the SH word, I think my wife might give me a medal of freedom. All right. Like she might think that it's like a church boy. And so I don't, I don't mind truly. I don't mind them saying it. If it's, if it's amongst our confines, sure. but, but my problem is at school, right? If, are they going to repeat it to friends? Are they going to say SH on the soccer field with other six-year-olds or, sure. or three-year-olds? It's like that, that's my line. It's not so much that I care about it. It's, yeah. it's that they're teaching it to others. So, you know, bad words in our house are shut up sucks you know we're still in that phase we're like oh you can't say shut up you can't say stupid oh my Um, gosh so i wish that we we went past that the day they left sanford okay like the minute they left sanford they were hearing me shut up in the back we got a new kid be quiet (laughs) this sucks We were on a, 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 a trip last week, a road trip, and, and our three-year-old saw what he thought was a beaver dam. So he said beaver dam. In the middle, Nixon, six years old, goes, oh, he said dam. He said dam. It's like, oh, <laughs> goodness, great, guys. It's okay. Oh, that's amazing. All right. Uh, who's the best TV dad ever? Oh, first one that comes to mind is Bob Saget. Oh, that's a great one, man. Full house, full house. All right. Um, what happens in your life now, whether it's – a daily thing or something that you come, what makes you feel old? Hmm. Good question. Probably. I, I don't know. I don't feel old. I don't think don't? I act old. What about that yeah. back you got that back That's problem? It. Like it's, it's a physical thing. It's not like, you know, it's not PlayStation five or not understanding the buttons on something or, you know, my parents never know how DVR works, right? Like I'm not that old. I'm not, um, but yeah, it's a physical thing. Probably my lower back. If my kids want to get really rough and rowdy, and, and I just have a couple uh, tweaks to my back that that prevents me from from doing that. I've been sleeping on a uh, heating pad and taking <laughs> Tylenol before I go to bed for like the last two weeks. I don't know how I heard it again, man. Uh, I haven't been playing golf. Haven't been lifting anything, obviously. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man. It's oh god. Brutal, man. Brutal. Listen, right, if stretch, go ahead. Stretch the stretch the hamstrings. Hamstrings are the key to lower back. Believe what? it or not. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Stretch the I'll hamstrings. Tell my, I'll tell my wife she has to stretch my hamstrings. All right. Hey, yeah. There we go. Hey, <laughs> that's, 
That's right. Yeah. All right. If if your wife could choose any job for you other than the one you currently have, what do you think she would choose? Uh, we were just at a Pittsburgh Pirates game last week, and I told her Juan Soto, who was the right fielder for the Padres, makes $23 million. So probably right fielder for the San Diego Padres. That's great. That's great. <laughs> not, not that she <laughs> – go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say not that she's materialistic. She's not that. But, um, you know, I think she likes the job I have. It's flexible enough to where I can – coach the kids in a bunch of different sports and, and have time at the house and not travel too much away from Sioux Falls. So I, I think she truly would, would answer, I don't want that. But if there was one, it'd be right fielder for the San Diego Padres. Rapid fire with Thomas Lee. Uh, let's get to this one next. Who would you rather have as your dad? Shaq or Charles Barkley? Shaq seems fun. Yeah, he does. Right, like he? I, I've yeah. seen some Instagram videos with him and his kids, and and uh, yeah, I'm sure he's a good parent too. But but that just looks like a fun. And his kids have come out right as as Barclays have too, I believe. So yep, uh, yeah. I don't think there's a wrong answer there. What's what's your wife's ideal vacation, and what's your ideal vacation? I think we're about the same. We went to Colorado last year and, and spent a week in the mountains and just loved it. Like we, I think we would do that every year. Um, Jamaica's nice, and I'm sure Bali and the Eiffel Tower, Bali, you know, Eiffel Tower, all, all that, Australia, all those exotic things would be great too. Um, but you give us a, a farmhouse or a mountain house and a wraparound porch, we're going to be pretty happy. So the entire time I did radio with the guy that you employ now and Jerry P, my former producer that you stole away from us at ESP and radio, it was the beginning of the end, I think, for me and local radio. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna blame you for it. Uh, but all kidding. Uh, but, but Jerry always referred to me as the big brother he never had. Have you become, uh, his, his like fourth dad that he's had in his life? Is that, is that what you are now? Or how would you describe your relationship with Jerry P? You'd have to ask him. I don't know. We're, we're tight with the boxing guys here, uh, that help put on our December show and, and they're at 15th round on 41st. And we always call each other cousins because they're two brothers. There you go. And so, so we, Jerry and I call them cousins, which I guess would either mean Jerry and I are cousins or we're brothers ourselves. So, uh, somewhere, somewhere along those lines, we're, family. you can be the much older brother he never had. Cause I'm still younger than you. Okay. That's fine. You are. Uh, In fact, today, today's my birthday. So you what? are, or I'm how old. old are you today now? So let me do this math. Uh, that means you're 43. Yes, sir. Wow, dude. You're getting, dude. That doesn't make you feel old, 43. You said back pain. I mean, I'm 38, and I'm feeling like I'm not worried about the 40th birthday, but I feel like once it hits that point, like, all right, I'm an old dude now. No, not at okay. all. If anything, I, I feel younger. I, I feel what? like I'm aging into my personality. I've always Good for been you. Like, I've always been the guy, even when I was 22, if, if my friends went out, I'd have three beers and, and stay on the bar stool all night and just have fun and watch Me too. everybody. Me too. Um, so I feel like I'm aging into that now. I'm still, I know, I'm still three beers and, and uh, just want to chill out. Perfect segue to the final question. Uh, when you get a chance to relax away from the kiddos and you're sitting down, what's the drink or beer of choice? Uh, I love Now, here's where, again, maybe this makes me feel young and, and act young. I love Red Bull Vodka. Really? Yeah, I just just one, two, three gets me a little little too amped. Um, but I I love Red Bull vodka and, and then maybe a beer or two after that. All right, final part of this I excursion into the dad podcast. I'm going to give you three dad jokes of the day, 
and you have to tell me which is the ultimate dad joke. Okay, you ready to go? Ready. All right. First one. How do cows stay up to date? Hit me. They read the moose paper. <laughs> All right. Okay. Joke number two. Where do pirates get their hooks? In the sea. I, I don't know. Secondhand stores. <laughs> okay. And finally, who were the greenest presidents in U.S. history? Hit me. The Bushes. <laughs> I love these things, man. So is it the Bushes? Is it secondhand stores or is it the moose paper? Which is the best joke? I'm going to go moose paper. Because as a dad, it's the one you could tell a six-year-old and, and they immediately get. All right. I want you to tell them tonight, how do cows stay up to date? They read the moose paper. Great stuff, man. Uh, the dad podcast. See, that wasn't as crazy as you. And I didn't even throw any West Virginia trivia at you to make you feel like a fool. No, you weren't mean at all. This was great. Let's do it again. Let's do it again, man. That is Thomas Lee. Another edition of the Dad Podcast. Another page has turned here on the show. Look forward to catching up with you guys next week. iTunes, Spotify. Check us out there as well. Get to get your haircut at the Man Salon. We'll talk to you next week. Be well, y'all. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.